0: Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as, as for my gymnastics, I'd put Nadia Comaneci to shame, and now I know how Humpty Dumpty felt when he fell off the wall. Here to provide analysis for those lines and so
1: much more is my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I feel it good. Another, Another concert with the sixth graders tonight, so... Riding high. It's the end of my concert season, too, so I can focus more on Spider-Man. How you doing, James B.? I'm going to suck on a cough drop this entire uh, podcast. <laughs> if you've been following us, if you're listening
0: back to back to back... I've been sick since... Uh,
1: it's been a while. Yeah, I've been under
0: the weather for like 20 podcasts. But you guys, it's all good. I'm I'm hanging in there. So we'll see if my voice can make it through tonight. My voice is kind of trash anyway. Hey, um, sixth graders, though, is this band,
1: chorus, and orchestra? Everybody. Everybody on stage, all the same, you know, big numbers. Okay. It was, it was exciting, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sounds, well, well, sounds exciting. I, I, God, I like, we got to break down this nursery rhyme slash antiquated gymnastics reference, right? <laughs> That you have at the beginning. You don't know who Nadia Comaneci is, right? This is a gymnast, right? Is she the one? She's Romanian? She's yeah, got the first, perfect score? Yes! Oh, right? I'm so glad <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> Look so at me! Glad you, yeah, first, first whenever you get a perfect <laughs> well, score, you know, and then she got it, it a couple times. Good job. Yeah.
0: I didn't know she married an American gymnast later in life. Oh. Yeah, her and Connor got married, had a kid. So. Look
1: at that. Um, Actual analysis. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to do some analysis too on this first book, but it's going to be kind of light because it's not actually an Amazing Spider-Man book, but it moves the plot line along and it was referenced in an Amazing Spider-Man book. It said, for more on this story, check out Fantastic Four 207. So I did. And now we're going to cover from June of 1979, Stanley presents Fantastic Four 207, Might of the Monocle by
1: Marv Wolfman, Sal Buscema, and Joel Sinet. The cover of this book, James B., it says, this is it, the battle you've been begging for. Uh, I guess it's been a while since the Torch and Spidey have tangled, but we've gotten this battle a ton of times. <laughs> you know, what are they talking about? <laughs> well, into the book, the Torch is stealing some documents inside a Molly Bednum steel vault. Turns out a villain known as the Monocle has hypnotized an entire campus of students to do his bidding but we moved to Spidey, swinging into the bewitched campus after getting his first high-paying assignment from his new employer, the Daily Globe. I was listening to our podcast,
0: uh, I think it was 140, and in the podcast we mentioned like Spider-Man's biggest weakness is hypnotism, but I've also heard us it say it's gas. They're <laughs> both pretty close, so... Uh, I just assume when someone's being hypnotized, it's going to be Spider-Man. But in this case, it you know, I, I don't think it's going to be him. But yeah, the monocle looks like another hypnotized type guy, which is Dr. Faustus. Remember him?
1: I, I totally thought it was Dr. Yep. Faustus. Yeah, he's just
0: like a less fat version. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eddie, the Globe, very generous from day one uh, with Peter. Very flexible with his situation. Uh, I was very... Very good to see him catching a break.
1: Totally would be, because they know this is a dig at Jay Jonah. Why Why would they do anything mm, else? Uh, so. Good point. Uh, the campus is heavily policed, with Peter getting in his camera broken by a security guard and put into a confined room. As his spider sense determines something is wrong, he breaks out and follows trucks to a local army base. where hypnotized students and the torch are placing dynamite bombs. Spidey convinces the torch foul play is at hand, and although the torch gets hypnotized again and attacks Spidey, Spidey webs him and nearly catches the monocle. The monocle escapes only to have his rocket exploded by his shadowy bosses. The fight we've been waiting for was five battles. We we've seen the torch and spidey fight many times. And this has got to be the most lackluster fight that we've ever seen between yeah. them.
0: I, I forgot that there was supposed to be some uh fight that we've been waiting for. I forgot all about that. Uh, on, that the
1: cover, even... on the yeah. cover. On the cover. But like when it was
0: over, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh yeah. But you know, do <sighs> you remember, Eddie, in Marvel team up two, Spider-Man was hypnotized by the wizard and and he started attacking the torch unprovoked. And we
1: never even saw how he was hypnotized. Yeah, I remember this. It's Spider-Man, the torch was hypnotized. It was the movie set, right? No, <laughs> these guys. <in> the <laughs> no,
0: this one here, it's Marvel Team Up 2. Spider-Man shows up and like the torch is like, oh, there you are. And he like opens the door of the Fantastic Four and Man just like punches him.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we're
0: like, <laughs> like what? And then the wizard's <laughs> like, we've got Spider-Man on our side now. And we're like, um, and yeah. we're looking back and forth. So at least here we might understand that that the monocle has sometimes hypnotized the torch beforehand, but it's implied like hypnotized a bunch of people somehow. I mean, it's a little better, but again, we never see it. They just start off with one of our heroes has been hypnotized. A book that hopefully doesn't have that, which is also still written by Marv Wolfman, by the way. So notice that Wolfman he wrote continues. the Fantastic Four book. Yeah. And then he goes back to where he's supposed to be, which is over in... Uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, a very very expensive book if you're going to collect them, Eddie. And that's from July of 1979. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man 194, Never Let the Black Cat Cross Your Path. Written by Mark Wolfman,
1: Illustrated by Pollard, and Frank Iacoya. The Black Cat is stealthily stealing all she needs to enact a mysterious plan. While Peter makes his daily visit to sickly Aunt May, he is observed at a distance by the robber who killed Uncle Ben. The robber pulls a gun on the doctor who runs the facility and tells him he needs to keep Peter away. Eddie, one more time. I keep bringing this up. I feel like it's just me. But isn't that (laughs) Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt? A very mysterious character, right? (laughs) Yes. this This is Mysterio, right? Yes,
0: but the book just doesn't really want to mention it in any way. They just... Call him a doctor now. And they've mentioned it before he was Ludwig Reinhardt I, or Dr. I, Reinhardt. They figured we wouldn't notice if they snuck it in there. I,
1: I, I got to say there is a moment. Well, last pod, not too long ago, he was in the sponsor. And I was not going to allude to the fact that he was Mysterio. <laughs> but now, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Over under like what? 50 <laughs> issues before he's revealed? I mean, I don't know. They're just keeping him on ice. But, oh, well, I guess he, I thought his rocket exploded in shadowy bosses. I guess he's, I guess
1: he's okay. Um, it's fine. Let's, uh, let's find out what's happening with uh, the rest Semi- of the gang. Re- Sammy retired too. Uh, back in NYC, Barney Bushkin is treating Peter like a king. The Globe is outselling the Bugle, and Jay Jonah can't understand why the world is so miserable to him. As an elated Spidey swings about the city, his luck continues as he bumps into the Black Cat. He follows her to an arms dealer, and seeing as the cat can't escape Spidey, she defeats him in a way Doc Ock never could. Talk about sending a young man's heart a flutter, James B.
0: Yeah, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk a lot about this in the next issue, so you can wrap this one up. Oh, okay, all right. Because there's a lot to talk about, but a lot more happens next
1: issue. The, The smooch then, okay, all right. Peter tells off Ned again, just before he tells off Flash and Harry, as he gives him a cryptic excuse for missing a mini diploma party. With help from the news, Peter pieces together that the black cat is attempting to bust Walter Hardy out of prison. He attempts to stop the breakout, but is knocked unconscious by an explosion in the process.
0: Yeah, so um, interestingly, for those who don't, Actually, everybody knows we're doing, if you're listening to this podcast, you know we're doing like three different books. And the format is we do an amazing, uh, at the moment they've been following on the odd-numbered podcast. And then we do either Marvel team up and then we do the spectacular Spider-Man. But what you don't realize is we've got to do a lot of juggling to keep these things kind of close, but we can't line them up perfectly. We're doing like, you know, six issues here and two issues here. Well, there's a point around here in July of 79 where Peter's friends are turning against him. In, yep. in some of the podcasts, his friends are like his all his friends, and some and like this is the this is the moment here, folks. So if we if you're listening to one of our podcasts and we say from June of '79, everybody likes Peter. If we say from August of '79, they're all <laughs> mad at him. So, Eddie, the black cat, and her bad luck. Am I supposed to believe that she has like a power? Because I don't believe it. Like, does she have a, what? What? Do you, do I. Like uh, she it? says
1: first of all, she seems to state that she only studied for three years here how to be the black cat which seems like a very small amount of time to be able to do all the things that she's doing Uh, i don't i don't think she has a power she is an ultimate gymnast for sure and boy she's clever (laughs) this kiss she gives to spider-man to basically get him off her trail was very funny and clever i enjoyed the writing um she seems more of a threat to spider-man unlike so many villains and she's like it's all right, honey. You're gonna be fine. What? Ta-ta for now. TTFN, right? And I was like, oh. And then, by saying that, it gives enough time for the bomb to explode right, you know, where Spidey is, and he gets buried by rubble. Very clever. Give me, give me kind of an arcade vibe.
0: Yeah, the fact that she kisses him is gonna come back to cause <laughs> a lot more issues, um, problems from for her about him
1: the the, the the fight is so flirtatious too like she's clearly like flirting with spider-man and it's working it's throwing him off his game the entire time they're quote fighting it's i would well call it I more keep, like courting i keep pushing this book away because i think that
0: the last book is really where in my opinion okay. like everything happens this book is this book is excellent, and that's from August of 1979. Stanley presents the Amazing Spider-Man 195.
1: Nine lives has the black cat, Mark Wolfman, Mark Pollard, and M. Hands. The cat has freed Walter Hardy from prison. The cops shoot. But with the black cat's bad luck, miss all their shots. Groggily, Spidey wakes from unconsciousness and with a broken arm, makes his way out of the rubble from the prison explosion.
0: Okay, see, Peter is getting smarter. He goes through a lot of effort here, Eddie, to not let the cops know Spider-Man has a broken arm because he's thinking like, oh, that will allow Peter Parker to have a broken arm. I thought that was really smart writing.
1: I he, Yes, I think it's I think he's far too concerned that people are making this connection. But as Peter stumbles into the ESU cafeteria, he is confronted by Ned and Betty. Peter rebucks any idea that Betty is his girl. And this appears to be the end of Peter and Betty. Flash and Harry are also there, and for the second issue in a row, they look upon Peter disapprovingly.
0: Marv Wolfman is taking out all of Peter's friends like it's 1963 again.
1: (laughs) It feels like old times with Flash giving Peter a hard time.
0: Also, Eddie, did you notice that Peter had a sandwich, cake, and a coffee for a buck and a quarter? And this time, he isn't scared by a doorbell. (laughs) But this time, he once again drops all his food, awkwardly reaching for his wallet. (laughs) Uh, I want to
1: talk about this again once we're done with this issue. So put a pin on it, okay? Okay. Uh, Felicia Hardy, the black cat, has freed her father and allowed him to live out his last days at home with his wife and daughter. As she retells how she trained to be the black cat, Spidey shows up to apprehend her. As you've mentioned, this is another
0: super flirty battle, but with Spider-Man way more interested in the black cat? Um, But the dad, Felicia's dad is like, I have something to tell you. It's important. She's like, uh, "Tell me later, Dad." You know, "Tell me later, dying guy." And then she leaves, and he's like, "I didn't want you to be a criminal like me." you know, and she's not around to hear it, which uh,
1: I found uh, disappointing. But uh, please, uh, please continue. At the apex of the battle, Spidey accidentally drops the cat into some rocky shoals to her doom. Remorsefully, he ponders why he poked his nose into the cat's business and Uncle Ben's death.
0: Peter's dropping all kinds of stuff today, from cakes to sandwiches to cats. After he drops her, he's like, oh, these people, uh, five people, I blame myself for their death. Want to do a real quick visit of this list, Eddie? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, he blames himself for Uncle Ben. What what percentage do you think uh, we're talking here? Ooh, Uncle Ben's death? Yeah, like to the nearest
1: 25%. How much does he blame himself or how much do I think he blames himself or should blame himself?
0: I think he's I think he's he has Uncle Ben, Captain Stacy, Gwen Stacy, John Jameson, the Black guy. Like how responsible is he for Uncle Ben's death?
1: Uh, we're going to go with like 80%. Wow, that much
0: cuz he let Say the guy anything. go? Sure. Yeah. Sure, I will go with it's it's significant it's a bad twist. Captain
1: Stacy? Oh, uh that's closer to like 30% 20. he didn't have
0: he didn't he, Captain Stacy was just there and he put himself he a,
1: in, yeah he put, Captain Stacy put himself into danger in that situation too. yeah I don't think Spider-Man had to do with that uh, how about the Gwen Stacy one? Oh, that was not his fault at all uh, that's like really uh, I was going the
0: opposite I think I think getting involved with her is what got her killed
1: I I mean the Green Goblin's vindictive nature he knew he could get at her he, he yeah. always assumed he could save Gwen I guess so okay we just i just i view
0: it as like yeah you're i blame him for gwen stacy's death Ooh. i do All right. i mean compared to like the death of captain stacy uncle Ben. that's my opinion but and uh hey peter uh john jameson the black cat aren't dead so stop like <laughs> stop making a list of people who are dead and two of them aren't even dead yeah so there you go
1: we, we had a huge amount of character development with that black cat and then she <laughs> quote dies well yeah. i know she's not dead well uh when Peter arrives to his door, a Western Union awaits. It says Aunt May is dead. Hold on, everyone. I was so interested in the back cat, I ignored the robber who killed Uncle Ben across these two stories. Aunt May isn't really dead, right, James B.?
0: Well, I'm not reading ahead because I don't have time to. <laughs> uh, but the robber does have this plan to like do something with Parker and Aunt May.
1: I assume this is just his plan. Yeah. It's I mean, just that's, a, that's, just, he says very blatantly, he's like to Dr. Reinhardt, you need to keep him away. And this right. Mysterio is a like, very smart guy. This is a way to keep him away. If yeah, just say there's no say reason to dead. come back. Yeah. All right. Eddie. Bother. Did Peter
0: drop the black cat because of his injured arm? Because now here's why. I don't think it seemed his arm really caused any problems in this fight. It wasn't like he was like, oh, I can't do this because of my arm. I can't do this because of my arm. I really think the biggest problem with the arm that I noticed was. The dollar twenty-five lunch he dropped, and and maybe, maybe you recall something I
1: don't. But it just seemed like he hurt his arm, but it really—I guess they, you know, they didn't point it out that his arm was injured during the fight. But I once again, like you said, I'm not sure if the Black Cat actually has power. So the only way she could really match Spider-Man, once again, he would have to be injured. You know how this happens when he's fighting someone less powerful than him. Sure. So I I do think it was a contribution to him dropping her. he had his broken arm but they definitely don't they don't state it in the book eddie um we have time for a sponsor of course eddie
0: today's sponsor is a returning sponsor yay for us all right yeah Eddie, today's sponsor is white dragon's barbecue chicken sandwich and vanilla cake frozen lunches eddie most barbecue chicken batter is fried in oil While White Dragon's chicken cooks in flaming oil vats, where the chicken and enemy bodies stay below the flame so they don't get overcooked. But that's just one of White Dragon's three secrets. The second secret is the chicken has a tough outer layer, tough like White Dragon. You'll need to slice through the layer with a sharp blade to get to the chicken inside. That is great if you happen to drop it on the floor. The chicken is still safe. The third secret is that White Dragon has applied this technology, Eddie Get Ready, to its bread and cake products, too. So everything is protected when it hits a cafeteria floor, such as oh. bread and cake, oh. sandwiches and everything. So, Eddie, check out White Dragon's Barbecue Chicken Sandwich and Vanilla Cake Frozen Lunches. Tell everyone in your gang to look for them in the freezer of your local grocer or Wawa's. Check it out today.
1: Oh. I'm glad to at Wawa's, but this is one of our grossest sponsors, James B. The are cooking things above dead bodies, enemy bodies, basically. All right. All right. And Once I, hope, again, I hope the motto is not tough like white dragon. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, if, if it's tough like white dragon, I'm going to bite into it. And there's nothing tough about this. <laughs> okay. Eddie, I know that you're
0: Mr. You, I've never dropped my food. You, but You can't even see that guy's eyes. Get a new costume, man. <laughs> The maker of the product, don't judge don't judge the artist. It's it's about the product he produces. Okay. So Eddie, picture this. You drop your sandwich on the floor. Usually that's garbage. You're oh, done. Oh god. Right? A buck and a quarter down the drain. But
1: Eddie, I've, what I've, if I when it hits
0: the it. ground, think of it like it's got its own like packaging. Have you ever seen those? Do you ever see those sell they sell the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Oh, Sometimes god. they're like in like a they're like sealed and they're in like a piece of plastic. Yes. Like true, layers upon right? layers right? of yeah. protection. Well, this here, the, it's it's got its own like shell, and that's the cake, and the sandwich, and the chicken. You can drop it; you just doesn't matter. Just peel it away, layer upon a layer. Eddie, this thing is getting more sophisticated every time we talk. this. Holy cow! It's like I am, a
1: disgusting onion. Great. I'm <laughs>
0: gonna need to add another freezer. I don't know about you, just to start stocking up on these things. You can drop them anywhere you want outside. Keeps coming back too, this guy. You know. It's a it's a it's a great sponsor, okay, well, and I hope you uh I hope you you haven't even tried it first of all, correct? You said you were gonna yeah, try because it because I
1: I I can't get through all the layers except they're squishy like White Dragon, not tough. Okay, now you're just being
0: slanderous here, is it, or is it libel? I'll have to check with Jay uh, Jonah because
1: yeah, yeah no, Don't make he, up don't make up false about sponsor. Yeah. a sponsor. Yeah, D A Tower, where is he? All right. felicia is written so delightfully flirtatious uh i i really think it's like spidey don't you think he really noses into her business here i mean she is a quote criminal but she's really just trying to save her dad and he does this just because he's very interested in her he's super single he's got rid of yeah
0: all the girls right now, right? Yeah, he totally. None, he has none of them, and that's, then she just walks up and plants one on him.
1: <laughs> that kiss. True. That, great writing. I love I, both these books so much.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm not trying to catch you in one of our little jokes, but like, I'll just so I'll be the I'll be the victim here. But like, seriously, if you're like like a young man and a girl just walks up and kisses you, like, <laughs> you know, he's young, like he doesn't know any better. He's like, Oh, uh, this is no the person way. I'm going to marry. It's like, you know, yeah. Like, Guys are stupid, so it's what he's going through. There's,
1: it's so plausible that he would just not be able to keep fighting. <laughs> and it's so clever. I mean.
0: And he's and she's like, kind of like a
1: superhero. Yeah.
0: She's bouncing around, yeah. you know.
1: You know, and like, so. like matching him, his powers to a certain extent. Oh, like she really like. Well, it's just really fun for a character to defeat Spider-Man in a way we have never seen before. That's what's super fun about it for me. Eddie, yes. do you remember that a few podcasts ago,
0: I was, I think I was telling you, don't bother giving the email out because nobody ever sends us a message? Yeah. Well, I told you only four people who have ever written to us. We got our fifth one. All right. (laughs) And this comes from our friend, Zach K. And he says the following. Hello, Eddie and James B., I just listened to the most recent episode and heard your call for emails, wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your show. I work at Trader Joe's, and from 9 p.m. to 12 in the morning every day, the store closes to customers so we can restock the shelves. Since they allow us to listen to music during the time, I was looking for a podcast to make the time (laughs) go by more quickly. I found Let's Read Spider-Man a few months ago and have loved it ever since. You guys are both very charming and personable, and listening to episodes makes the time fly. Huh. Not to mention, it's a great way to keep up with Spidey love without having to read every issue. Huh. I really like the episodes where you guys talked about the Spider-Man films. Maybe you'll talk about other iterations of Spidey, like the 90s animated show or the Spider-Verse movie. Keep it up, Zach. And it says, P.S. with over 100 episodes. I never know which to listen to. Any standouts from the shows you would recommend going back and listening to? Now, of course, I gave him like the four episodes that like I'm the smartest and you come off the dumbest. <laughs> but I also would tell you, look... If this guy's got three hours, even a couple times a week, uh, three hours of podcasting covers an entire month it's of true. our recording. <laughs> you catch so, up very quickly. Yes. You will be, I wanted to say like, uh, our podcast, I think is only like 70, 72 hours long <laughs> completely. So yeah, you, the math teacher in me says, wow. look, you, you need about 24 days. You would be current just listening <laughs> to them all. Of course. So thank you, Zach, for
1: writing in. That's a beautiful email. Thank you so much, Zach. Wow. Everyone else who didn't write in, that's how you do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll read them, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Eddie, if people wanted to be like Zach and wanted to write in, uh, how could they reach us?
1: You can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you could find us on Twitter at letsreadspidey. Oh yeah, that's a that's a Twitter account. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm James B.
0: joined by Eddie. And remember that let's read Peter Parker, and the spectacular Spider-Man, is a division of Let's Read Sp- Is this where we're doing this one? This isn't a <laughs> I clicked on something else when I came back. That's funny. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Try this again. I'm James B. joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, if you have something important to say to someone and you finally decide to tell them Do it
1: sooner than two minutes before you die. Top top for now. Goodbye.
0: Eddie, we were talking about Gene Duel's card, the Dunesburg. Yes, of course. And I said, I kept looking this thing up and I couldn't find it. I'm like, I didn't know what you were talking about.
1: I, to, to be fair, I did call it a Doonesbury, if you really want to catch me the, yeah. the first couple of times I so, mentioned it.
0: So I knew Doonesbury was not spelled D-O-O-N, Doonesbury, like yes. the comic strip, but I spelled Dune, D-U-N-E, and I kept typing, like, Doonesbury car, Doonesbury car, nothing was popping up, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's actually spelled, the word Dune is like D-U-E s e n it's like yes. and, and,
1: and, yeah
0: and I appreciate you uh sending me some links going this is what yeah. the car is I nailed so, it right that's the car yep you're right I yeah. didn't i it's I agree I just Dielsberg. didn't know that was such a thing. so uh great job on that one there so thank you James B now I'm gonna have to delete this whole section from the podcast so <laughs> no one hears how dumb I was <laughs>